Do you guys know what May 12th is? Sunday, May 12th? Mama's Day. That would be correct. It's Mother's Day. So let me ask you, do you basically get your mom the same gift every year for Mother's Day? Maybe some flowers, some chocolates, Mm -hmm. maybe a robe or a framed photo. Boring stuff, right? Right. Well, let me tell you about something that's totally cool and different for Mother's Day that will never wilt, spoil, or put an extra 10 pounds around her waist. I'm talking about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty unique. Cool, right? Right. Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. Your mom can either type a response to the email or she can record her voice if she prefers to do that or she can do both. And mylifeinabook.com then compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book as well as an audio book. And if you want, and she's up to the task technically, you know, the audio book is a, is a great extra thing to be able to do. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your future generations can treasure. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is kind of your chance to give her a way to share them. Every family is a little bit different. And in my family, we love to give each other a really hard time. So I've taken the approach in doing this of asking my mom to comment on some of those family moments that might be a bit embarrassing to other family members. Last week, my question was, mom, did you feel guilty that day you hit me over the head with your wooden clog and dad had to take me to the hospital for eight stitches? (laughs) Mom's response, back in the day, I was the disciplinarian of the house. And when you were eight years old, you refused to get out of Nancy's, that's my sister's, plastic kiddie pool. I told you 10 times to get out of the damn pool. You didn't listen. So I chased you around the yard. And when you slipped, I nailed you right on the head. That was the last time you got in that kiddie pool. Of course, dad had to lie to the ER and tell him that uh, that you fell on your head, but I nailed you good. The entire process with my life in a book is simple. And in the end, mom will have a great keepsake that can remain in your family for generations. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code RLRC at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code RLRC for 10% off today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will point one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You're running so
This episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast may contain descriptions of acts of violence or that of a sexual nature and should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I do not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or for some television show. The facts I'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My descriptions of the crime scenes are what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. Today, I'm going to be telling you a story. Y'all, it's really hard to hear. It's a South Louisiana, I hate to say the legend, but it is. And I want to share it with the world because I think it's a story that's been forgotten with time. And it needs to be told. Before we get started, I want to thank my, all my Patreon members and convicts uh, for your continued subscriptions and support. Couldn't do the show without y'all. I appreciate you so much. And all you lifers out there who continue to share us and like us and leave reviews and subscribe to the show, I appreciate it. We're growing phenomenally. It's because of all y'all. Lifers are the best fans in the world. Period. So now I'm going to get started with this episode. And I believe I'm going to name it Eyes, E-Y-E-S. And I think it'll have a dual meaning for you, especially when I get done telling the whole thing. So in 1991, there was a young, pretty girl um, she was 19 years old. Her name was Christina Burgeon. That's B-U-R-G-I-N. And she was from southwest Louisiana, just about as far over as you can go. Calcasieu Parish. Um, it's pretty close to Texas, y'all. It's Lake Charles and the surrounding areas. And that part of Louisiana is definitely Cajun country. Now, when we define... What area you're from in Louisiana? I know this is kind of silly, but bear with me. The South Louisiana naturally is Cajun country. Okay, and that's where all the bayous and um, all the seafood industry, all the way from Texas, all the way to uh, below New Orleans to the state ends. Okay, filled with a lot of Cajuns. Now, Cajuns call each other coonasses, and that's not a derogatory term. That's what they call each other. But Cajun country, you know, they were expelled out of Canada way back when, um, and they ended up in South Louisiana in these various communities along the waterways, and they developed them and lived there. And, of course, they spoke French, but they had their own Cajun dialect now, which I think is a dying art. It's unfortunate, but it is. And when the Cajun kids used to go to school back in the 50s and 60s and 70s. The teachers would punish them if they spoke in their Cajun French. So I think I know a lot of people who could still speak it, but it definitely is a dying art. But Lake Charles, Louisiana, um, it's a pretty big city. It's not as big as Baton Rouge, but I would say it's not as big as New Orleans 
or Shreveport. I, I think it's probably on the on the, the size level of Alexandria, Louisiana, probably like the fourth, third or fourth largest city in Louisiana. And one of the things that's in the area is Magnese College. Okay. Um now I think they call it Southwestern or something like that. Um Magnese College and their symbol is the Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken. But there was a young lady, 19 years old, Christina Bergen, Bergen, however you want to say it. That's a, I guarantee you that's a Cajun name, B-U-R-G-I-N. And she was 19, and she was going to McNeese, and she was studying. She was living her life, her best young years, right? Um, at the same time, in 1991, I was in Lafayette, which is only an hour and 15 minutes from Lake Charles. And in between Lafayette and Lake Charles, there's a whole bunch of small Cajun communities like Crowley and that's the home of the rice festival. That's the other thing. South Louisiana, y'all, every small town has their own festival. So Crowley is one of them and their home of the rice festival. Then there's rain, R-A-Y-N-E, home of the frog festival. Then there's, it just goes on and on. There's Iowa, um, I-O-W-A, like the state, but that's actually a community in South Louisiana. There's Iota, um, there's Scott, uh, all these places do, um, Doosan, D-U-S-O-N, all these places in between Lafayette and Lake Charles. Now, South Louisiana, my mom always said, there's two things you never have to go far to find, and that's a bar room or a church, and she's right, all right? So the they love to party as part of the culture, uh, but they're also very religious. And I know that's kind of contradictory, if you will, but that's just the way that it was. So I was there. I was at USL. It was then University. Uh, so that would have been USL, University of Southwestern Louisiana. And now they call it like ULL or something like that. But McNeese State, I think, is still named McNeese State. But we used to go to Lake Charles and, and, and go partying. And we would go to all these small towns. And we'd do what we called a parish run, me and my frat brothers. And that would be we would load up one night and – um, start drinking, and we would go to each parish and and get out in one bar room and go in that bar room and get one drink, and then drive to the next parish, find another bar room and get a drink. We call it the parish run, and we would try to see how many parishes we could fit in in one night. And yes, we always had a pledge to drive us that was sober, but so there were tons and tons of these bar rooms every everywhere you look. South Louisiana, it's the way it is. And back to it, you get above mm, pretty much where I'm from, East Feliciana, West Feliciana, like Alexandria, they kind of c- consider that more, maybe a little mixture of uh, of Cajun French, but more um, country, okay, and a mixture of. You get above Alexandria, and you just, we just consider you to be straight up redneck and and that's how we break louisiana down but back in 91 i was there the, uh there was no internet now y'all remember keep this in perspective no internet uh cable television had been around probably seven years six seven years and it was developing still hard to get you, know, you didn't have satellite or or direct tv or any of that stuff you know your news you got either from the radio or by watching your local news but down 
1991, Christina was going to McNeese, and she also, like most college students do, she had a part-time job at a pizza place where she worked after her school hours were over with. She would work, and she would get off whenever the pizza place closed, 9, 30, 10, and they have to clean up for a little bit and what have you. But she would then go out with her friends. Well, hell, I, I did the same thing, you know, work the jobs and get on waiting tables, and we'd get off and have a couple of beers, and we'd go hit the bar rooms. This is the way it was. And on June the 20th, 1991, Christina, the college student, Never been in any kind of trouble. Um, came from a really, really good family. And just as a, by all accounts, a sweetheart. She. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years, and he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Gets off work and goes to go out with her friends, not in in Lake Charles, but in one of the small towns that are bordering. I don't even know if you could call it a town. But they go to the bar, and she gets there. She's with her friends, and she sees a guy named Roland, R-O-L-A-N-D, that she's known from before. And he introduces her to a guy named Leslie Dell Martin, okay, and look, they party, right? They, uh, Leslie Dell Martin is there shooting pool with Roland and some of his friends. He meets this young lady, and he, I think he was like twenty five at the time, so he would have been older than me, and she, she would have been maybe two years younger than me. But they, hey, he picks up on her, right? They dance, fast dance, slow dance. They have many alcoholic beverages, um, adult beverages, if you will, and shit they are throwing down. They're having a good time. And all is well. Life is good. Unfortunately, even in South Louisiana, some bar rooms close. Not all of them do. Some some of them don't close so they kick the last person out. But when this bar room closed, Christina left with Leslie Dale Martin, white male. Nobody ever saw her alive again. 
I, t- I told you what Christina was doing that night. On the same night, on June 20th, 1991, Michael Rowland, that was Rowland's full name, and Leslie Dale Martin went to the 12th Street Lounge in Lake Charles. You know, it's close to Lake Charles and Calcasieu Parish, but still, that time it wasn't as developed as it is now. And they went there around 11 p.m., okay? That's kind of the deal. When I was young like that, I we get a 12-pack of beer and sit at home and drink and then go to the bar room because the bar drinks were more expensive, right? So they go around 11 p.m., and they start playing pool, and they're drinking beer for about two hours, okay? And that's when Christina Virgin comes in and— She's introduced to Leslie Dale Martin by Michael Rowland. And like I told you, during the evening, they danced together, shared beverages, beverages, they shared drinks, alcoholic drinks. And they did it not only amongst themselves. It wasn't like they went and stood in a corner, but they did it with all their friends there. And it was a, it was a freaking party, a throwdown, South Louisiana throwdown. And they left, right? Well, the next day, Martin returns home to his aunt's house where he's living. Okay. But he was wearing different pants than he wore when he left the previous evening. And he had no shirts and no shoes on. And his aunt notices this. She's like, where are your clothes at, dude? Well, he, he had already washed his clothes. And he not only did that, he had a truck and he had washed the seat cover out of his truck. But he told his aunt, he said, look, all my shit got dirty. Um, I, we went mud riding last night, me and Roland, right? Now, that part of Louisiana, y'all, is all flat. It, it's full of rice fields, uh, which they can flood, and they can raise the level up and down in, in these fields. They have, like, levees around them. And they rice field during part of the year, and, and a lot of them, most of them, turn to crawfish ponds during the rest of the year. Very profitable situation. But when his aunt asked him, hey, you know, where's all your stuff at? And and why you change clothes and et cetera? And he said, oh, well, me and Roland went mud riding last night. Well, mud riding's a real thing. Aunt believe it? I don't know. He But he told her, he said, you know, I got, my shit got all muddy uh, when we went mud slinging. That's what he called it. I went mud slinging with Roland. And then she notices that he has scratches on his chest and a bite mark on his shoulder. Now, remember, he's shirtless, okay, so she can see this. So Martin's got scratches on his chest and a bite mark on his shoulder, and he's having a little bit of trouble talking, and when she asked him about it, he stated that he had a tear under his tongue and showed it to her. And she was like, what's up with that? And he's like, oh, you know, I got into a little fight last night, and his cousin was there, and he, he asked him, he's like, a fight? What do you mean? And he said, well, we were at the 12th Street Lounge last night, and, and I got in a fight with an old country boy in the lounge, he said. Okay, well, I don't guess they believe he has a reason to lie to him. But that same morning, before he got home, um, Leslie Dale Martin tells a guy named Huey Rushing, that he thought he may have killed someone the night before, and he asked Russian to provide him with an alibi by saying that Martin had spent the night at Russian's home. Russian said, 
fuck you. I'm not doing it. I'd have done the same thing, I would like to believe. I mean, that's how do you do that, right? And it goes back to Screwdriver Red when when Mark Lewis asked his friend to alibi him out if the cops came. But he straight up that morning, now this is before he goes home, it, and his aunt sees all the shit later on in the evening. He asked, It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally. Designed for long-term retention. Speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro Pro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro Pro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. And you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose. 
due to allergies. Ask the pro and go. Russian. He thought it was his homie. He was like, mm, hey, you know, I think I might have killed somebody last night. Um, I need an alibi. And you tell the cops that I stayed here. Russian said, fuck you. But Martin goes on and tells Russian. He said, look, on the way back to Lake Charles, he, he was with a woman and that she threatened to report him for rape. Then Martin goes on to expound and he says, he starts talking about this shed in, in Iowa. That's one of the small towns I told y'all about in Calcasieu Parish. Now, I was, even to this day, a small, so I can't imagine. I mean, I, I drove through there. I don't even remember it being a town in 1991. But he's, he starts talking about pump shed. And, 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 um, but anyway, he said, he said this lady threatened to report him for rape. And he started talking about a, a pump shed in Iowa. And he said, now he tells Russian this, okay? And, and he tells him, that he put a rope around a girl's neck and then he choked her. Then he cut her throat and then he dug her eyes out. But that wasn't enough, y'all. He said, basically, he didn't believe she was dead yet, so he got a wooden board and he put it across her neck and Leslie Dale Martin jumped up and down on the wooden board until he thought she was dead. I mean, I've heard a lot of shit, worked a lot of murders, a lot of homicides. But, you know, when you put a rope around someone's neck and you choke them, that's one thing. Pretty bad, right? It's a personal deal. But then you cut their throat, slash their throat. Mm. Really personal, right? I mean, you have to do that. You have to look at this throat slash when you're doing it and think of the panic in Christina had going on. Not bad enough. And it's later proven. I'll tell you about it in a little bit. He then takes out his knife, cuts out Christina's eyes so she couldn't identify him dug them out with a knife. That's not enough. Finds a board by the pump shed, puts it across her neck, and jumps up and down on it until he's sure she's dead. The horrific nature of this crime I mean, it's unspeakable. But remember this. I've always told y'all, prisons are full of dummies, right? It's hard to catch a smart one. Leslie Dale Martin was a dumb fuck. And I'm going to prove this to you as this case goes on. But you ask yourself, why did he do such overkill on Christina? And I'm going to tell you why. Because Leslie Dale Martin had already been to prison for aggravated rape. Should have got life. He got 10 years. And he got out in five. And on 
June the 20th, 1991, he was on parole for rape. Y'all guess who he raped? He raped his baby sister while their mama was in the hospital having a procedure done. Now, he got convicted. I don't know all the details of that case, but I know he got convicted. I know he got sentenced to 10 years, and he served five, and the fucker walked on parole. So it couldn't have been aggravated rape. Aggravated rape in, in the state of Louisiana carries a mandatory life. I'm sure they charged him with aggravated rape of his baby sister, and then they, I'm sure they pled him down to 10 years or whatever, so they didn't have to go to trial. Uh, it's not like Leslie Dale came from a, Leslie Dale Martin came from a high political family and, you know, the victim, his baby sister, I'm sure his family wanted to avoid the trial, whatever. Doesn't matter. He walked free after five years. Back to it, when he's telling Russian all the stuff that he did, he said that he did it because he did not want to be turned in for rape again. Oh, you know what? They dropped the charge was sexual battery, not aggravated rape. I think they pled it down to sexual battery and he got a 10 year sentence. Definitely. That's what he served time for. So it wasn't aggravated rape. I stand corrected on that. Now, this is the, the next morning. Okay, and he had the scratches and the bite marks and all that shit. He's asking for an alibi, and shit, he tells Russian everything. You know why? Because he's a fucking idiot. The if it, if I had raped and murdered someone, I'm not telling anybody shit. And you know, if you find a body or you convict me, you'd had a hard job to do because I'm intelligent, right? Well, Leslie Del Martin's a stupid fuck, and. He's telling Russian everything because he's just dumb and he's, he's not thinking past the moment. Uh, okay. There's two types of killers like this. There's a preferential. That's, that's your serial killers. They study out the victims, et cetera. And then you have your situational Leslie Dale Martin was a situational rapist and murderer. The, the, he committed this crime or he's telling that he committed the crime, but he did it because the situation was right. He got to leave with young Christina. Shit went, well, I should say, sugar turned to shit. And he then gives her the probably one of the most brutal deaths I've ever even heard of. So he leaves, right? And Russian, he's like, man, fuck, you know, what the fuck? And, and so he tells his girlfriend, Russian does, he's like, tells her everything, everything. I mean, hey, he said, you know, uh, he killed this girl and he cut her eyes out, uh, choked her death with a rope and then jumped up and down on her with a board and did all this shit. And then he asked me for an alibi, right? And, but then he thought was, you know, he said, Leslie's always kind of been full of shit. And I know he went to prison for sexual battery on his ba baby sister, but I don't believe he killed anybody, but he did have scratches and shit on him. But you know what? That's so out there. Why would anybody tell anybody they did all this shit? So rushing is talking to his girlfriend about it. 
they're like, mm, maybe he's just fucking kidding. He's bullshitting, right? Well, nine days later, after Russian had told himself it just couldn't be real because Russian didn't believe that much evil could live in the world, and his friend Leslie Dale Martin could do that. Nine days later, Russian hears that Christina went missing after leaving the 12th Street Lounge on the night before Leslie Del Martin the next morning was asking for an alibi and told him everything that he did. So Russian immediately goes and tells the police, tells them everything that Leslie Dale said, Leslie Dale Martin said. And so the police begin to search for Christina. Now, again, Iowa, not that big, Iowa, Louisiana. You know, it's all agriculture, y'all, either crawfish or rice or whatever. Um, and Leslie Martin had told Russian he left her in a pump house. Pump houses are what they use to control the water levels in the fields, okay? And it's not that many of them. So they go out and they start searching pump house to pump house. Now, most of these fields are very, very remote or rural. Uh, and they're more than rural. There's fucking nothing out there. It's flat as far as you can see. No houses or whatever, but it's it's field after field after field. And these pump houses, like I told you, would control the water, raise and lower for the rice growth, raise and lower for the crawfish growth. And there's not that many of them, okay? So they start searching them all, the cops do. And lo and behold... The police find a body that is severely decomposed in one of the pump houses in the Iowa, Louisiana area. Now, June, late June in Louisiana is hot as fuck, all right? The... I mean, if it's 101 degrees outside, you add in the humidity, it's like 114 degrees. You put a body inside an enclosed small pump house. These pump houses are small, y'all. They're usually made out of cypress. Got a couple pieces, you know, the pumps that are inside the house and maybe enough room to just barely walk around it uh, to service the pump. But you shut that door, it's like being in a fucking oven, especially during the heat in the humidity of a Louisiana summer. So they find this this shed and they go in and they see the unspeakable. They see the corpse that is really, really, really bad decomposed, but the corpse had a rope around the neck as bad as the body badly decomposed as the body was. It had a rope around the neck. But to further back up Russian's story, next to the body, there's a wooden board that had human blood on it. So it backs up Leslie Dell Martin's version that, first of all, he choked her out with the rope, four slices in the neck, 
And then later on, he would jump up and down on the throat, put the board on the throat and jump up and down on it. Of course, the eyes were missing. But at that time, they couldn't say if it was from insects or whatever because the body was very, very, very advanced state of decomposition. So what do the police do? Now, let me tell you this. As a human being, um, I get this question all the time. Uh, you know, how do you deal with shit like you saw and not a data? And, and when you see certain things and you deal with certain evil, you have to be able to compartmentalize it. Otherwise, you would kill them, right? And, and they're sitting across, especially when they're sitting across the table from you, and you know the evil they've done. You've seen the body. You've seen this decomposed body with a rope around his neck, the board next to it with the blood on it, the eyes missing to this pretty young girl who didn't deserve it. Nobody deserves it, right? And she was a college student, 19 years old, had her whole life ahead of her until she danced with Leslie Del Martin. And I would think, I wasn't there, but I would think these cops were ready to kill a motherfucker. But someone, thankfully, was professional enough not to do that. Based off the evidence that they found at the scene, and based off Russian's testimony of what Leslie Dale Martin told him, the police went and obtained an arrest warrant for Leslie Dale Martin and went and booked his ass, went and picked him up. Now imagine old Leslie Dale thought he was going to get away with it. Another problem, a continuous problem that he had, is he wouldn't shut the fuck up. So let's just fast forward a little bit to, to the trial, okay? At the trial... Rushing, who I told you about, um, Gumbelo, it's a G-U-I-M-B-L-O-T, I'm sure I'm saying that incorrect, that's another strong Cajun name, and Roland. Now, remember, Roland's the one that introduced Martin to Christina at the bar, testified to everything that I've already told you, all right? Other testimony, this worked because Martin wouldn't shut the fuck up, other testimony was provided by inmates with whom Martin was locked up with after his arrest. One of them, Robert Williamson, testified that Martin stated he left the lounge with Christina, drove to a side road past Iowa, and had sex with her, and she was highly intoxicated. Martin said when the Christina accused him of taking advantage of her. He feared a return to the penitentiary. And he pulled her from the truck and strangled her. But he had difficulty killing her. Martin went on to tell him that he had revealed the incident to a friend with whom he had done time, and that the friend had betrayed him to the authorities. 
Yeah, I assume he's talking about Russian. I'm not I'm not for sure on that. So Williamson testifies. Mm, jailhouse snitch, yeah, probably so. But that mean that Leslie Dale Martin didn't tell him the facts, right? It's just that Leslie Dale Martin has diarrhea of the mouth and won't shut the fuck up. And but that's not it, okay? It's not over. There's another inmate named Michael Fontenot. That's F-O-N-T-E-N-O-T, and I promise you that's a Cajun name. Michael Fontenot was also locked up with Martin, and he took the stand, and he testified that Martin said Christina asked for a ride home from the lounge, and Martin took her on a dirt road where he had sex with her after removing her tampon, which she later reinserted. When Christina accused him of rape during the ride back, he pulled over near Iowa and strangled her until she passed out. He thought he killed her. Problem was, she started breathing again. Find no further testifies, when Christina started breathing, Martin strangled her with a rope and dragged her to a shed where he left her. Martin goes on again to repeat his friend sold him out to the cops and told the cops where he put the body and everything. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. 
And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash RLRC. R.C. Doesn't in there, people. Diarrhea of the mouth. I should have named this one diarrhea. But another Sally, cellmate, who had been locked up with Martin since this arrest before the trial. This guy's name was Marlon Sweet, S-W-E-E-T. He was a cellmate with Martin and. He had known Martin years earlier, okay? So it's not like he just met him. But it doesn't seem that Martin really gave a fuck. He's telling everybody everything anyway. But Martin, Marlon Sweet says that Martin told Sweet the, the events of the evening of the murder. He's stating that he wanted to have sex with Christina, but she refused because of her menstrual period. Martin said... He had to have her, and he overpowered her, although she resisted and fought back. And pause for one second. I'm glad you resisted, Christina. I'm glad you scratched him. I'm glad you bit him. Back to it. Sweet says she resisted and fought back, and when Christina became hysterical, after the sexual encounter, it's not a sexual encounter, it's rape. After the rape and threatening to go to police, Martin said he was not going back to prison for, quotations, nobody. So he choked her first with his hands, then with a rope. But she did not die. This is Martin telling Sweet. So Martin says he then takes a wooden board, put it across her neck, and jumped on it two or three times. But he goes on to say to Sweet. Martin says he then cut out Christina's eyes with a knife so she couldn't identify him. 
figure on that, chew on that, suck on that. Choke her to death with your hands. Mm, you're incompetent because you're a piece of shit. But then you get a rope, choke her to death. Mm, but you're not sure if she's dead, so you get a board. I've, you, I, I can't even... I see things photographically in my mind. And then I'm seeing, you know, the choking, yes. Even the rope choking, yes. The fucking board across the neck and jumping up on down to make sure her neck is broken all the way through. But then taking your knife out and cutting her eyes out. She's already dead. Cutting her eyes out so she can never pick you out of a fucking photo lineup. It's fucking crazy, y'all. Crazy. Um, I don't know what to say about that. But anyway, the, there was very little physical evidence because of the condition of Christina's body. But human blood was found on Leslie Dell Martin's pants and his truck seat cover as well as the wooden board from next to Christina's body. Now, y'all, in 1991, DNA was like in its infancy stages, like barely even fucking existed, okay? We'll get to that in a little bit. They go on in, in the trial, and I'm just going to kind of paraphrase through it and then I'm going to end it for this week. And next week I'm going to get into everything else that happens, which is a whole lot. Um, most of which we're going to go really into deep dive on Bloody Angola, our new podcast, mine and Jim Chapman's new podcast, because Leslie Dale Martin is a huge part of Angola's history. But we'll get to it. So they get through with the evidence phase of the trial, right? Prosecution puts on the witnesses. Yes, a lot of them are jailhouse snitches, but the one thing that's consistent is Leslie Dale Martin told everybody the same thing. Even you go back to Russian, who asked for the alibi. I mean, fuck, it's way beyond a reasonable doubt, all right? And this this was not DNA evidence at the time, but it was enough. What's the defense going to say? Oh, well, they're all lying. And probably Russian committed this crime. That's how he has intimate knowledge of the details. Well, fuck stick. The only problem with that is Leslie Dale Martin left the 12th Street Lounge with Christina. Not rushing. Not rolling. None of these sellies that testified against him. What do you do? So they put it to the jury, Right. Jury is not out long at all. They come back naturally unanimous verdict of guilty. Y'all, it's first degree murder because under Louisiana law, when you kill someone, if you kill them during the commission of an aggravated rape, then it's aggravated circumstances and you go up for the death penalty. And Leslie Dale Martin, I don't care how you feel about it, that motherfucker deserves the death penalty. Listen to what I told you he just did for no reason. And I'm thankful that he's a situational offender and not too bright and 
wouldn't shut the fuck up, diarrhea of the mouth, um, because they come back and they find him guilty. Well, what's the next thing you do? You got to have the guilt phase of the trial, right? Now, I mean, he was up for the death penalty. They didn't take, they never took it off the table. And so, first of all, you don't take the death penalty off the table. You're not going to plead them to second degree murder where it's life in prison. You know, you're going to trial. They come on to the death penalty part of the trial and, or otherwise known as the penalty phase. And the prosecution relied on the evidence that was presented during the regular trial, which is everything I told y'all. The defense tried to save Leslie Dale Martin's life by presenting mitigating evidence uh, by psychiatrists and members of his family. But the jury didn't buy it. They said, fuck you, Leslie Dale Martin. You need or to be sentenced to die at the Louisiana State Penitentiary at Angola. The jurors unanimously recommended the death, finding that there were aggravating circumstances during the commission of the rape and the torture, basically, that Elizabeth Dale Martin committed upon Christina Bergen. Now, as soon as the the trial is over, now you got to remember that my heart goes out to these families. It really does. I don't give a shit about Elizabeth Dale Martin. Fuck him. The um, but Christina's family, the murders always have such a horrible impact on the survivors. And y'all, I'm telling you, like ninety percent of the people that lose a child by murder end up divorced. And it's just the way that it is. I don't know why. Uh, um, but, and then if, if the person is sentenced to die, then they've got to make all the appeals hearings and everything else. And however many years, if it takes them 20 years to kill them, however long this family has to live with that. Imagine living with that every day. Uh, I'll go ahead and read you just some of this. The, the Christina came from really good people. One of them is Gudo. That's G-O-D-E-A-U-X, another strong Cajun name. Um, wrote a letter to the editor, Trisha Martin, and she said, I want to thank God for the mercy and defense that Leslie Dale Martin received because it was more than he gave to my daughter. And she said, I will be there on that final day to represent my daughter and to see the course justice carried out. And yes, I will and have prayed for Leslie Dale Martin's soul. She's a bigger person than me, right? But Gudo. And Charles Bergen, who is who was Christina's dad, had already divorced before Christina's death, and Gudo was remarried at the time of the murder. Um, and she said it was easy for to deny, her to deny that Christina was dead because she never got to see Christina's body because it was closed casket because Christina's body was so badly decomposed. And so she said, "Hey, it's easy for me to say." No, uh, that's not my daughter that they found. That Christina's just away. But in it, Gudo ended up getting sick and migraines, and she had to take medicine for depression, and 
She and her husband, her second husband, divorced. She said anything would make her cry. Um, she said she'd be thumbing through a magazine and see someone that looked like Christina, and she'd just start to cry in public. She said, your life is no longer yours. You're at the mercy of anything that may appear that gives you a memory, regardless of where you are or who you're with. Isn't that crazy? The... Um, Charles, the daddy, holy shit. The I'll tell you more about him later. Um, as a father, I think I would have done the same things that he did. And, and he was naturally, he wanted to see Leslie Martin executed. Okay? And he wanted to kill him. But... He decided to let the state of Louisiana handle that part of it. And he trusted in the system. So they come back unanimous for death, and the judge makes Leslie Dale Martin stand up. Now, this is the man who did this because he had raped, or I say raped, sexual battery, right? That's, I'm sure that's what they dropped it to you. His sister, his baby sister, said he was never going back to prison. Well, fuck you, dummy. And the judge says, I hereby sentence you to death, a lethal injection at the Louisiana State Penitentiary at Angola. Boom. Took him away. Next week, I'm going to follow up on this, y'all. It's just the beginning of the story. And this I'm only going to do one more episode. I promise you it won't be eight parts. I'm going to do one more episode where I'm going to tell about Leslie Dell Martin's time and what happened to him. And it's crazy. I love and appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you again um, for everything that y'all do. I wouldn't have a show if it wasn't for you. Y'all, if you haven't listened to Scorch Justice, my new podcast, please go listen to it. The second season is going to be starting September the 6th. It's a humdinger. But it's been, we've had overwhelming response. So thank you, everybody who's listened to Scorch Justice. You're awesome and left us reviews and everything else. And you, you hit it out the park, people. It, it was just wonderful. But Bloody Angola, look at what it's doing. In the first episode, Easiest episode you're ever going to hear about Angola. We had to lay out some history. And look what bloody Angola is at now. Look where it's at now. Look where it's going. And it just got released. So we have the first eight episodes, Jim Chapman and I. First eight episodes. They're going to release, be released every Thursday. One episode per Thursday until season one is complete. And naturally, we want to thank all our sponsors, our local sponsors, you rock. Uh, thank you for your support. We love y'all. Y'all listen to the commercials on it. And please be a patron of their establishments because they're all great people. And you'll help me, you'll help me say all their names as time goes on. Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, you know it's my calls, people. And we're going to start the raffle for the next crew bash, which is February 3rd and 4th at the Basin. In downtown Baton Rouge, Louisiana. But the raffle this year, 
We're going to start. We only did it for like three weeks last year, and we raised a ton of money. This year, we're going to start it like in October. So you're going to have October, November, December, January, four months to get in it. And we got some fantastic prizes being donated. Like, for example, Maclar Whitetail Adventures, again, is donating hunts. And I got to go up there with the winners of the turkey hunt this year and cook for them and, and hunt with them and stuff. It's phenomenal. Great people. Shane Trace McBride. Awesome lifers. Uh, but Lopa, Louisiana Organ Procurement Agents, they're saving lives, y'all. That's the reason I talk about them at the end of every show, because I have seen the people who are still alive because they are organ transplant recipients. I also know people who are dead because they were waiting on organs and couldn't get them. So if you're a lifer from Angola, the country, not the present, if you're a lifer from Angola and you want to be an organ donor, you don't have to be from Louisiana. Go to lopa.org, take a minute, fill out the forms, and become a hero. Certainly, if you're in the state of Louisiana, y'all, it's the same. It applies to you also. But they're heroes. They're doing the, the donors are heroes. The people who select the organs to be possible donors are my heroes. The Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency are first class worldwide best people in the world and they're a nonprofit. that's why we support them i'm woody overton your host of real life real crime the podcast and until next time or ever don't let me catch you down on murder by you peace yeah the rights remain silent Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You run in zone, that's for sure. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.